1: Welcome to Paul Vogue with Cuba, America's top dog. I am your host, Bob Shaughnessy, and of course, Cuba sitting here with me. We hope you had a chance to listen to episode 12, where we had Carol Bryant, and Carol discussed the upcoming Blog Pause conference during her show, and now the conference has taken place last weekend. And today, Cuba and I will tell you what happened at the conference. There were about 500 people which sold out. They had to use more than one hotel. Most were pet bloggers, and so for the second half of the show, we will meet one of the very successful bloggers, Kimberly Gautier. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. We met last weekend at BlogPause. So thank you for joining us today, and we will be right back to discuss the BlogPause conference after a few words from our sponsors.
0: It's time for a walk down Fifth Avenue, of course. We'll be right back after we do a little shopping.
2: Dog Shelter Blues, the new novel by Mark Conkling. This hard-hitting story lights up the world of animal rescue with engaging characters and their pets, struggling with their own internal demons as they attempt to rescue innocent creatures that sometimes bring a mysterious transforming power to broken lives. Read the first chapter of Dog Shelter Blues free at dogshelterblues.com. Then come along a breathtaking journey that ends with an astonishing triumph of good over evil. Order your copy of Dog Shelter Blues today. Available at Amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
0: From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule.
1: Welcome back to Paul Vogue with Cuba, America's Top Dog. Cuba and I had a great trip to Virginia last weekend. We left on Thursday and we came back on Sunday. We took the train down to Washington, D.C. to attend the Blog BlogPause conference. When we arrived at the hotel Thursday afternoon, they did have some sessions underway, mostly for veterinarians and bloggers. And then the opening reception was not until about 6 p.m., the hotel was a Sheridan Four Corners, and they were certainly prepared for their many four-pawed guests. Um, they had indoor and outdoor pet parks. You'll see some pictures later. Then they had a reception, and it was nice. We saw many people we knew from either Facebook or we had met previously. But the majority of them were all bloggers, and we did not know them. The blog industry or the bloggers, it's kind of new to me, and I, I was glad to learn so much about them. And of course, we finally met Carol and Dexter. (laughs) Carol and I have been friends for about five years and pretty good friends online, but we never had the opportunity to meet until this weekend. So that was my highlight, meeting them. After um, Carol and I, we had lots of hugs and laughs. And then they had the opening remarks by um, David Meyer, and he was from adoptapet.com. The same evening, Thursday evening, the exhibition hall opened up, and they had many, many exhibitors. And they were open all weekend, so we were able to visit all of them. One of the exhibitors was um, Sony. And for those of you at a computer, please go to Poavogue.com and click on episode 13. And you will see what Sony was demonstrating at the exhibit. On the Poivogue webpage, there's a video of Cuba demonstrating their new product. So let's play the short video. The video was recorded, obviously, down at the hotel. And then I came back and we did a little edit on the video. So as you can see, what their product was, was the action cam, which they've had for a while now, but they developed a harness for the pets to wear. So the cam is actually sitting on the back of the pet and it allows us to see what they see at their level. So... Cuba being relatively um, short, it was interesting to see what he saw. The only thing I should have done, the camera was a little bit too low. So you do see the back of his neck a little too much. That should have been raised. But the Sony Action Cam was a big hit. And of course, you know, people use it for all different types of sports. They use it for snowboarding. I believe it's even waterproof. So you could probably take it surfing. So that was the Sony Action Cam. We did participate in some others, but the show doesn't allow me to go into all of them. Friday and Saturday were full days. You could start as early as 7 a.m. with meditation sessions. I skipped the meditation sessions. Then we was followed by breakfast. And then each day they had different types of classes that you could attend before lunch and after lunch. Classes, they were divided into three levels. They had the beginner, the intermediate, and the pro. And you could decide which one depending on your skill level. And you could decide what type of classes you wanted to take. Let's see if I remember some of the topics they had were building a business, writing a book. And then they had classes on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, quite a few classes on SEO, and for that is search engine optimization, and all websites, everything online, really. I thought I knew SEO until I attended some of these classes and realized how much I do not know about SEO. Um, they had some classes on WordPress, how to start a blog, beginning, advanced blogging, all different types of classes on blogging. And there were some other classes, too, about marketing. They were pretty good. Each day, they had different guest speakers. So the days were really full. Your pet, mostly dogs, they could attend every session you were at. They could attend every meal, every party. So Cuba was with me 24-7, and his girlfriend Tasha and her mom Susan came down for the classes as well. So I would say the classes probably had maybe 30 to 40 people in them, and each class you might get 5 to 10 pets. But at the larger receptions and the guest speakers, there were dozens of pets Let's see. I saw mostly dogs, but there were cats, guinea pigs, ferrets, and rabbits. And um, I think that someone said there were birds, but I didn't see any birds. Cuba, of course, enjoyed all the attention he received. Strangers to me would walk up to him and say, oh, this has to be Cuba. And they would introduce themselves to Cuba. Uh, So some people, I think, forgot I was there and they were so excited to meet Cuba. I would wait a few minutes and then I would interrupt and introduce myself. Um, And most of them say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So he was a big hit. A lot of people knew who he was. I certainly enjoyed meeting many of the new people, the bloggers. It was, I mean, it's a whole separate part of the pet community that I knew little about. As I said, there were about 500 people, mostly bloggers. They were all pet bloggers. What I found interesting was that none of them blogged about pet fashion very often. And there's no dedicated pet fashion blogger. So I guess maybe Paul Voges could be considered a blog in a way. We'll talk about that later on. A number of them said to me, they'd be happy to write about Po Vogue, and they will you know tell their readers about it. And when we have some special events such as a new when the designers have a new collection or something like that, they will also let their their market know about it. So for us, it's a whole new market for pet fashion because I don't believe most of us really use blogs that much. So just imagine how many pet blogs there must be if there're probably close to five hundred here, and this is just a small segment of pet blogging. Speaking of fashion, we are going to go back to the webpage and see what fashion we saw at Blog Paws. Most of the dogs did not dress, but there were quite a few dressed. So the photos you're going to see are, of course, Cuba and Tasha and um, some other interesting ones. So let's go to back to the webpage and you will see a slideshow where it says Cuba reports on some fashion. The first one was when we first arrived and we were getting in the elevator and there was a fire dog. So I wasn't quite sure if there was a fire or not when we got there. (laughs) And then we said we wanted to go check out the dog park, but of course Cuba had to be on the outside looking in. He would not go in the dog park. This was the first day, so Cuba said he thought best to wear his Cuba vest by Vienna Couture Canine. And Tasha, I believe, is wearing a New York dress by um, Keo Couture. I was a little surprised to see the next one. He is wearing a vest. I don't even know what it says. This dog, I guess he's been on TV as well. He is pedaling and steering a bicycle, which was pretty amazing. Here's This was at the, I believe, the VIP party. And Tasha and Susan. And Tasha is wearing Chica Bow Wow, which is a very nice red dress. And there were a couple grooming fashion statements made there too. This French poodle, I don't know if you call it fashion, but he did. And then Preston, probably quite a few of you might know Preston from TV, and his mom were there. This was at the VIP party. And this guy was in a seminar. I couldn't tell if he was naked or had something on, but throughout the seminar, a guinea pig was staring at me. Sophia Loren was there. Some of you know her. This is Ginger at the VIP party. I'm not sure who made this dress for her. Her mother actually makes some now, which you'll see. And here is Tasha in one of the classrooms. And she's wearing Barclay Couture. And she must have posed like this for 10 minutes. And here's Cuba and Tasha um, at the Sony. And Cuba is wearing Lupita's Cheek Boutique Vest. Now, this was something around, I guess, a collar that she had on. And Cuba was not about to argue with her if that was a fashion statement or not. And here's another grooming fashion statement, the lion. I don't know what type of breed it was, but he certainly had his hair cut like a lion. And Cuba and Tasha, they always love to wear their taxi designs. So everyone knows they're from New York. And this is Chica Bow Wow. Most of you have seen these before. And then Cuba, there was one exhibitor who um, did have pet fashion, just one out of all of them. And I believe it was called Spoiled Pups. And Cuba was checking it out. And here's Susan and I and Cuba and Tasha on um, Red Carpet event on Saturday night. Coco the cat. Coco was actually the first cat we had on Paul Vogue. Um, I don't know if you remember her. And she was there. For the first time we got to meet her and her mom. And I don't know if she told me who the dress was by someone in California, but I'm sorry, I don't remember who. I will get the name and I'll post it. And then here's a hat matching it. And that is by um, CK Hats. C, yes, I believe. And CJ is a Havanese who has a blog. And here she is on the red carpet with Cuba and Tasha. Ginger and Cubby were dressed every day for every event. And Erica, their mom, made these dresses, so we might be having a new fashion designer pretty soon. Even Dexter got dressed up for the event, and he's wearing a Paul Vogue design with his mom, Carol. I loved his, his shirt and vest. And Tasha and her mom, Tasha is wearing Nina's closet, and they were dressed in purple. Cuba wore a um, dinner jacket by Nimi Couture at the red carpet event. And that's it for fashion. So it was really a great conference. I have to say, I do plan on going next year. They've already announced that it's going to take place in Las Vegas in May. And you can actually register online for it already. We're going to take another commercial break. When we return, blogger Kimberly Gauthier will be with us to talk about blogging. We'll be right back.
0: It's time for a walk down Fifth Avenue, of course. We'll be right back.
2: If so, check out The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition. This clever how-to manual for cats, written by a cat named Quasi, contains more laughs than should be allowable in one book and is poignantly underscored by the combative yet loving relationship between Quasi and his human. The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition, is guaranteed to have you laughing your tail off. So treat yourself to a copy today, available from Amazon.
0: I'm Lisa Smith Putnam the host of the new and exciting show Your Pets My Dogs here on Pet Life Radio. Your Pets My Dogs will feature celebrity interviews, we'll talk to everyday pet owners and more. Listen, I am here to entertain you each and every week right here on Pet Life Radio. Again, that's Your Pets My Dogs. I'm your host, Lisa Smith Putnam. Your Pets My Dogs.
2: Your-
1: Let's Talk Pets.
2: Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com.
0: From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule.
1: Welcome back to the second half of our show, Bravo with Cube America's Top Dog. And joining us from the state of Washington is Kimberly, and am I pronouncing your name right, Gautier?
3: Yep, perfect.
1: Okay. She's also known as the Fur Mom. Kimberly is a well-known blogger, and she has a very successful blog, Keep the Tail Wagging. And there's a link on the webpage that will take you to her blog. Kimberly, it's nice to see you again, and thanks for being on the show.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, and I believe your fur family consists of a few dogs, right?
3: Yes, it does. I am a pet blogger. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, and right now, like you said, I live in Washington on five lovely acres. The reason why we purchase so much land is because we wanted dogs, and today we have three, Rodrigo, Sydney, and Blue, and we also have two cats, Jaffrey, and Cosmo.
1: Very nice. Was this your first blog post-conference?
3: Yes, it was. It was amazing.
1: It was amazing, wasn't it? My first one, too. What did you like best about it?
3: I think the best part was just finally meeting people that I had been getting to know online for so long. I just, just the connections were amazing. I went there for the networking opportunities, and I left feeling like I had spent the weekend with really good friends.
1: Yes, that's how I felt, too, is I didn't want to leave.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt
1: before we talk about your blog I you know many of our listeners I don't believe are familiar really with what a blog is and I'm not that familiar either and how it differs from a website if it does can you explain it to us
3: absolutely um, I get this question all the time and what I tell people is that a blog is kind of like an online journal it's basically me sharing my life with our dogs and a lot of bloggers, leave it at that level where we just share our day-to-day things but some of us have gone further and we share good information for other you know well in the pet blogging world with other pet parents and we do a lot of research we get sources for our work and it's not quite like a newspaper or magazine but probably um, close.
1: How often do you blog?
3: I try and write at least three to four days a week.
1: That's quite a bit. Okay, let's talk about your blog, Keep the Tail Wagging. How long ago did you start it and how did you get into blogging?
3: Well, I started Keep the Tail Wagging actually on Christmas Eve of 2011. It was something that I've always wanted to do. When I learned about blogging, I immediately wanted to be a pet blogger because I've always loved animals. But I started actually with a photography blog back in 2009. And when we had our dogs and when I would research things about dogs, I just was amazed at how much misinformation I was finding online and complaining about that to my boyfriend. And he was like, well, why don't you blog about it? And I figured, "Yeah, why don't I? So I started keep the tail wagging. And my goal was just to make a blog that was similar to the mom blogs out there, where I'm just sharing my experience raising dogs and, you know, what I'm learning about, you know, health, nutrition, training, behavior with other people who are raising dogs.
1: But now, uh, having looked at your blog, you've added quite a bit more, right?
3: Yeah, I do. I um I do a lot. I really believe in dog rescue. I really believe that it's important to educate people about how to find a reputable breeder. And I also, you know, the more I learn, for instance, we just recently switched our dogs to a raw food diet. So I've been writing a lot about that recently. Two of our dogs have arthritis, so that's been a big topic on my blog. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of it's basically from my own experience and, you know, what as we raise our dogs. But then I reach out to other pet parents of what they're experiencing, and I do a lot of research. I speak with veterinarians, dog trainers, holistic veterinarians. It's quite the big job that I'm doing, and I love it. It's a lot of fun.
1: I was going to say, because you have your full-time job as well, so this is... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah, when you I'm sleep. Like,
3: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I actually don't either.
1: I don't know if I told you that I actually work for Havanese Rescue.
3: Oh, fantastic. Uh, we'll I to love that. We'll talk about
1: that sometime. Um, Definitely. Now, your blog is, um, as I was told, quite successful, and it's only just over a year old. How did you get it to be so successful?
3: I think it was a matter of finding a focus. When I first started blogging, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. I was just writing and having fun. But when we lost, you know, we've actually had four dogs. And, you know, we have three right now. Our third dog, her name was Riley, and she was my birthday gift. And a week later, she had passed away from canine parvovirus. And it absolutely destroyed us. And one of the things, you know, a lot of dogs, a lot of pet people will, will relate to this. When our pets get sick, we go to the Internet to try and research and prepare ourselves you know, with what we're going to go through. And one thing I found was there was so much, not only misinformation, but people were attacking each other. And there were people who were actually taking advantage of dog owners with these miracle cures that didn't work. And that just really fired me up. And I wanted to create a place where people can come to me, ask me stupid questions, you know, admit to doing things that weren't always smart because we all make mistakes, we're all learning, and they wouldn't feel judged, they wouldn't be attacked, and they would get great information. And the wonderful thing was that the ASPCA discovered what I was trying to do because I was sending out queries everywhere trying to gain more information, and one of their veterinarians spent a weekend on the phone with me just teaching me everything about canine parvovirus, and she went on to teach me about a lot of other things, and from there I connected with other veterinarians, and I I just learned a lot about dog health. And I just really wanted my site to continue to be a fun place for people to visit, but to really have quality information. And I think by having that focus and having that goal, knowing where my site stands, I was able to always stay on track and really promote it very well.
1: Now, is it acceptable for other bloggers to take information from your site to put it on their blog?
3: Oh, yeah. As long as they give credit back to my site with a link, I welcome them to do it. Because my first goal is to spread information. Right. Because, you know, unfortunately, the Internet is so big. And, you know, when you don't know, you don't really know where to go. And I think the more of us that have correct, accurate information on our sites, the better.
1: I mean, I'm amazed at how big the pet blogging world is. Do you have any estimate of how many there are in the USA just pet bloggers? (laughs)
3: I wish I did, but I did read somewhere that, what, I don't know about this blog pause, but at a prior blog pause, they said 500 pet bloggers, right. and I was just blown away by that number. I mean, in my I had my presentation Saturday afternoon, and I was shocked to see how many people, it was a full house. I was shocked to see how many people showed up <laughs> to hear me speak, and I was grateful for that. And, you know, I went there with a business card booklet that holds 144 cards, filled it right up. There's a lot of us.
1: Yes. And that's <laughs> just those in blog posts. Imagine how many there are that aren't part um, of blog posts.
3: Exactly. Right. And I do know that tons of blogs start each day. I mean, so it's, you know, it's something that's a fun thing to do. It really is. And it's just amazing community.
1: Now, how would you suggest people find blogs that would interest them? Like just go to Google and search or?
3: Yeah, I do. I think I actually think that a great place to start is on your favorite social networking site. So if you love Facebook, you know, start searching for, you know, sites or fan pages that talk about your favorite pet and, you know, see if they have a blog and if you like it. And you can also do a Google search too. And the one place that I tell people to go to now that, you know, because I actually didn't know about Blog two years ago, but I always direct people to Blog because that's a direct place to find your um, pet bloggers. Another thing you can do is just Google top pet bloggers. There's tons of lists out there that list all of us on there. And, you know, find the one that speaks to you.
1: Okay, that's good advice for our listeners, too, because I'll be doing it. I did notice, and I asked quite a few people, that there were people who blogged about pet fashion, which, of course, Paw Vogue is all about. And they all said they didn't know anyone except Pablo.
3: Yeah, I don't know anyone either. And what's interesting is that I get pet clothing all the time. And I have three big dogs, so... The most pet fashion that I blog about is, you know, like the cool coats that they could wear in the wintertime right. or the booties they can wear, you know, if it's snowing outside. But I would love to, you know, see a blog with the cute pictures and stuff. I think mostly I see it on Pinterest because it's so much fun. And whenever I see a little outfit, I wish that I had a small dog that I can <laughs> dress up and show off. It's so much fun.
1: Actually, large dogs are the new craze right now. And there's two that are in Atlanta who have their own page on Paul Vogue. And there's also, they did a show with us. So you'll have to go look for them and see them. They have so many different designs and clothing. And they, I mean, I always thought the larger the dog, the sillier they looked. But they look adorable. Right, do you see them?
3: Okay, thank you for that tip. I will definitely check that out.
1: And most designers now, uh, two years ago, they would not even consider making anything for a dog over 20 pounds. And now Mm -hmm. many of them, actually, I know one who's doing a dress for a 150-pound dog. Wow. And we're going to be on TV on June 2nd, I believe, with it. So it is growing. Anyway, is there any future plans for your blog? Anything you want to change on it? or?
3: Well, um, one thing that I would like to see is more dog parents writing for me because I think that having um, a voice just from a different point of view of dog parents of different breeds, because each of our breeds, you know, have different um, health and training issues that we have to experience. I think that that would be fun. I want to see my blog grow in that way so that everyone, not only can they learn just about dogs in general, but, you know, someone who has a Mastiff can follow. I have a current writer, Amanda, who writes about her experience with mastiffs? And, you know, if someone has a German Shepherd, they can go and follow a writer who has German Shepherds. And that's what I would like to see, you know, not only the general focus on dogs, all things dogs, but... Very specific to breeds and rescue and reputable breeding and things like that.
1: I do follow two Havanese bloggers and I was able to meet them at the um, conference. That was great.
3: Fantastic.
1: Yeah. Welcome. I'm afraid our time's over for the show. But oh, there's one last thing. What do you advise people? who are just beginning a new blogger, what should they do first?
3: I actually think that the most important thing is to remember why you're doing it. And for me, it's to share and to have fun and to make connections. And as long as you keep that at the forefront of your mind, you'll never get off track. You'll never get bored. And on days, if you don't feel like writing, don't stress about it. Just don't write. It's supposed to be fun. The second it becomes you know, hard and stressful, then maybe it's time to change your topic or change your focus or just remember why you started in the first place.
1: Uh, good advice. Well, as I said, this show is just about over and I really appreciate you joining us today.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
1: We also would like to thank our listeners and the producers of Povo with Cuba America's Top Dog. And as every show, Cuba has the last word and it's a bark out. It gives to a fashionista. Today, he'd like to give the bark out to two sisters who were at the blog post conference ginger and cubby and they were dressed at every event and their mom even made some of their dresses erica and that's it for the show thanks for joining us
2: let's talk pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com